in. This is the Sauce Town Stories podcast. I am your host, Matt Cox. Uh, back, we actually recorded this one on a Monday night, so you're going to get a rare uh, Tuesday release. We usually come out on Wednesdays, um, but just got done interviewing Bickler. This guy is crushing it in all facets of life, um, and he's extremely humble about it. Uh, really fun guy to talk to. I caught up on some things. I've known Bick since way back, uh, but some things I wasn't aware of and uh, some things I learned about his story. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And uh, before we get to that, as always, a quick word from our sponsor, Ash Creek Orion. Ash Creek, Oregon has the best hazelnuts in the game, and they've been a proud friend and sponsor of the Sauce Town Stories podcast since day one. Well, guess what? Ash Creek is back to take care of you guys again this Valentine's Day. Go to ashcreekoregon.com, enter promo code SAUCE, that's S-A-U-C-E, to get 10% off a bag, or better yet, get the variety pack. Try all three. Uh, the milk chocolate, my personal favorite, the dark chocolate, and the roasted. Uh, get it for that special someone this Valentine's Day, or just get it for yourself. It doesn't matter, but Ash Creek, Oregon is here to take care of you. Go to ashcreekoregon.com and order today. And after that quick word from our loyal sponsor, Ash Creek, Oregon, I am joined uh, by, as always, an amazing guest. Uh, really excited for this one. Been trying to get him on for a while. Um, this guy's accomplished a lot. In high school, uh, you may have known him. Uh, he had a nickname that was Speed Coach because uh, he was very fast with the football in his hands. He went on to play college football. Um, and these days, he is your favorite dentist's favorite dentist. I am joined by Corey Bickler. Bick, what's going on, man? What up, Matt? Thanks for the nice intro. I appreciate you. <laughs> Absolutely. Where are you joining us from today? So I am joining you from the sauce. I'm joining you from my home. Um, it's right over by Leston Middle School. Sauce Town Stories in its, its uh, purest form, recording live from the sauce. Heck yeah. I'm trying to remember. I was thinking about this. The, the I feel like my first, because we go way back, I think my first memories with you I want to say Leslie Little League. Does that sound right? Dude, I'm actually going to one-up you here. Um, I think our for the first time we ever interacted, I think your mom did tennis stuff out of Illahee when we were, like, little. I mean, three, four, five, pre, which predates Little League, I think. That's right. Yeah, my mom taught you and Ryan both, right? Yep, yep. And so I know I knew you and Chad were running around, and then I remember, I, you know, I – ended up playing for like the Candelaria group of boys as far as baseball goes. But I know back then, I think it, one of the pushes was to get me on your dad's team just because we knew you guys and had a ton of respect for your pops. Well, I know he'll, uh, he'll appreciate that when he hears it. Um, he listens to all the episodes, of course, unless he's, unless my dad's lying to me, but I think he listens to all the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So we go back even further. I was just thinking back to those legendary uh, Leslie Little League Phillies and Blue Jays uh, battles. Like, yeah. Iconic. Yeah. People are, are still talking. They, there's, they're going to put out a 30 for 30 on that one of, the, <laughs> one of these days, I think. That's right. Yeah. <sighs> All right, so to kind of hop into the meat and bones of our uh, in interview here, if you could, um, before we get going uh, into kind of what you've been up to since high school, um, if you could kind of 
uh, for our listeners. Take us through who you are, um, your ties to the Salem area, and kind of a little outline of your life up through high school and graduating from South. Yeah, for sure. So um, I was I was born and raised in Salem. Um, lucky enough to have both sets of my grandparents actually up the street for me. So family was always was right around me. Um, let's see, I went to Candelaria Elementary School, went to Leslie Middle School, and then South, graduated in 09, played baseball and football, and uh, was involved in leadership. So that's that's me up through high school. Born and raised in the sauce, and also part of the uh, the sauce town Nescoin Mafia, uh, which Heck yeah. many of our listeners are. You guys still have a place over there, right? We do. We do. Yep. We've had it for a long time. I mean, it's, it's one of my very favorite places to be. I, I mean, I've just been so lucky to have, you know, access to that place and how many wonderful people I think we've all interacted with over there. And so I sure, I sure love going over there for 4th of July and all different kinds of years. So it's, it's awesome. It is, man. It's, it's really, in my opinion, the, it's my favorite spot on the Oregon coast. And it really has kind of turned into the, the Salem, like Oregon coast annex. There are so many Salem people that go over there for the fourth or that just have houses there in general. Dude, for sure. And I, I always just like that you can go over there and you can just hang out, you know? I mean, it's not super commercial, but you could go somewhere if you wanted to. But for the most part, you can just hang out and be at the beach. Yeah, be at the beach, go get, you know, a couple re- really, well, two restaurants now, Hawk Creek, which is amazing. Shout out to Hawk Creek. Uh, if you Hawk guys want to, yeah. if you want to sponsor the pod and you're listening, <laughs> we would love that. It's awesome. Uh, all right. So, um, got sidetracked a little bit, had to talk a little Nesco in, but okay. So you graduate from South, um, excellent football and baseball player. Um, you end up going to Claremont McKenna, which we'll talk a little bit more about Claremont in a minute. Um, but I'm curious because you went through this kind of similar to what I did um, as junior, senior in high school, um, playing multiple sports, not necessarily knowing which one you're going to do in college. I know you went through, you were always going to different recruiting camps and um, getting your name out there, posting videos, all that kind of stuff. I mean, for going through that process, like what kind of what did you learn and what was that process like well you know the amazing thing is i I look at like what kids do now and it is so different from what we had to do back then like there was literally no exposure for kids like period you know like they kind of would maybe come and watch a game or whatever but even like getting filmed to places like we were still sending like vhs tapes right i mean it was ridiculous um but as far as uh what that process was like i mean I was lucky because I had an older brother that had just gone through the process like three or four years before. So by no means was I having to navigate it on my own, which was really nice. Um, the fact that, you know, my, my parents had kind of gone through a similar thing. Um, we were talking to a lot of the same schools um, and, and, you know, that, that part of it was nice just having some information as far as that goes. But it's amazing, um, you know, the timeline now, I think, I don't think I made my decision on what school I was going to until like the day that I had to make the decision, which I think was like, like May 1st or something like that. So it was, it was pretty late. Um, but I was actually, when I, when I went to Claremont, I mean, going to Claremont, I thought I was going to play both. I think you were the same thing at UPS, right? You were going to maybe play both or, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I was interested in playing both certainly. Um, 
that kind of changed as I got there. Um, by no means of, of, of anything other than I just took way hard, like school just ended up being way harder than I had anticipated. So I decided to just stick with football and play one sport. And I think, you know, overall, it was, that, that was the right decision for me. Yeah, I, there was a few guys at, at Puget Sound who played multiple sports, and I was just like, I don't know how the heck you you do this. It's pretty incredible. Well, we just used to have fun. I mean, I'm sure this is the same for you in the fall. Like, spring weekends were really fun to us. You know, like, we, we enjoyed spring weekends. And basically to never have a period in time in the year when I could go and be a college student, um, that would have been hard. I mean, just very wearing. So I'm happy that, you know, only played football in the fall and – was a little bit freer to do whatever I wanted to in the spring. Absolutely. What were your, you said you went down to the final day. What were your others? Was there one or two other schools that you were down to? There was really, you know, two other schools that I was talking to pretty um, seriously with. uh, And, and I, I still, uh, it was was Willamette here in town. um, Just have a ton of respect. Coach Speckman. I mean, I grew up with going to Willamette games and, all of that stuff. And coach Speckman was just an idol, dude. He, he is an amazing coach. Um, and they, you know, my senior year, Willamette, that's like one of the best years Willamette's had. I don't know how long, like probably even going back to when they won the national championship in 97 but, or went to the national championship in 97, but they, um, I mean, that was a great team that 08 or Oh, see Oh seven fall. Um, and, and they, I guess it was Oh eight fall. They were made to the quarters. I mean, they were great. So we had a really fun vibe with those guys. Um, and then the other school that I was looking at was Carlton College out in Minnesota. Um, Connor Lynch pretty, went there, right? That's right. That's yep. right. Connor ended up going there and um, had a really good relationship with their head coach. And that was, you know, calling those two coaches at the end of the day and telling them that I was actually going to Claremont. That was probably two of the hardest phone calls that an 18-year-old kid ever had to make. <laughs> I mean, you invested yourself emotionally in these coaches and, and you just, you started, you started relationships with players there and that that's hard to do. So it was, that was kind of my, my story as far as the recruiting goes, but I was really happy to be, you know, have an opportunity to go down to Claremont too. And that was just the right place for me. Absolutely. And I, so I, I did a visit to Claremont myself uh, and then for some genius reason decided to play college baseball in the Pacific Northwest. Don't ask why. Um, <laughs> but it, with that said, I've been to Claremont. I mean, it, it is, it's one of the really coolest campuses I've seen. I mean, I take it you're, is, is that an act? I mean, so you go there in these, obviously it's like 75 degrees or better year round. And it's like this campus where, all the there there aren't dorm buildings like there. If I'm explaining it, it's like the dorms are like a motel setup where you're you open the door to your room and you're like outside in this big concourse. So what was it like? I mean, what was Claremont everything that, that you hoped? And how cool was it to go to the, a, a place with a, a campus like that? Man, it was really neat. I think the people is the thing that I look back on and say like, holy holy moly, I met just some awesome people you know, from all over the country and, and being exposed to that, a kid coming from Salem, um, where, I mean, Salem's an awesome town and I, and I love it, but just having kind of some different perspectives and things, I think that's what college is all about. Um, and, and certainly I was exposed to all sorts of different kids, um, which was really fun. Uh, as far as the, the living situation, I mean, I don't think I really appreciated it until um, I, I went back down after winter break and you fly into like Ontario airport in LA and it's like 73 degrees. And two hours later, you're sitting in a swimming pool 
Whereas in, at home in Salem, it's like 42 and raining. I mean, <laughs> that was, that was pretty unreal. Uh, as, as a 18 year old kid, like this is sweet, you know, pretty good weather. Um, but you know, I don't think LA was ever going to be like my long-term place. It was, it was just a really great place to be at, at that age. So I look back on it and smile about the weather and the experience and all that stuff. Yeah, we definitely experienced that where because we we would go down there every spring break to play against the the LA area teams, and it was you know we would only get three or four days of it, but everybody would just be like, "Why am I playing baseball in Tacoma, Washington? This is incredible!" But dude, I had I had kids at Claremont that played baseball, and they had never played in the rain before. That like blew my mind. Like I worked for the baseball team, and there was like one or two days where it, where it rained. And they had to like put the turpus stuff out to like dry up water and they had no idea how to do it. So I had to get down off of like what I was doing working and go out and help them do field maintenance to, so they could play the game. <laughs> no, it I, it's pretty- funny you say that. I, I vividly remember we were playing against Pomona, which for those who aren't aware, there's, there's five campuses all right by each other next to Claremont. We were playing Pomona and I was up at the plate and like t- literally like two drops of rain came. It was one of those things where like, you feel a couple drops hit you and you almost aren't even sure if it rained and the catcher like started freaking out and like the team all started walking to the dugout and it was like this whole just chaotic scene, like trying to get the field ready. I'm like, dude, this is <laughs> we, like, we don't even think twice about this. We're right. playing, pouring down rain. And it was just like this, a glitch in everyone's head that was just like, Oh my God, the world is coming to an end. We can't play baseball in this. Yeah, man. It is. It was, it, that, that was funny. I mean, I used to just laugh about that, but I mean, it just goes to show, you know, like that was the era. And even now it's still, I mean, that's why Oregon baseball players are so good and tough. It's the fact that you play in tough conditions, you know, we had kids from the Northwest that dominated down at Claremont, but I mean, you look at like Oregon state's success during that era and beyond. I mean, that's why those kids are good is because they're just tough. Like they have to deal with things that other places in the country don't have to worry about as far as baseball goes. So that's kind of what I took away from it. Absolutely. So you finished up school um, at, you finished finish up undergrad, I should say, at Claremont. Um, then you go ahead and take a uh, kind of gap year where you coach and, uh, and work at South. Um, and you end up going to OHSU. Um, two-part question on this one. Um, did you, wh- when did you decide you wanted to be a dentist, first off? And then secondly, was OHSU always your, your kind of, ideal, you know, perfect world dream school? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Good questions. Uh, So as far as when I decided, um, I, so, so my family, my grandfather was a dentist in Salem, um, but he actually retired like the year I was born. So I never really had any exposure as far as him practicing dentistry goes. And and, um, a few other of my family members are involved in dentistry. But nobody was, uh, you know, close, close enough for me to, you know, be involved in it at all. So it was certainly always something that I was interested in, just because the family was in it. Um, but actually, you might remember this when we were like sophomores at South. I remember there was like this project where you had to go and do a job shadowing, um, and I chose to go job shadow a pediatric dentist named Dick Rowell, who was a great guy and. Um, he basically kind of got me into the office and, and I just had this, like the most fantastic day with him. I mean, it was so cool. Um, 
seeing a bunch of kids and, and, and working through stuff um, on, a, on a deeper level. And I think that day, I, I kind of look back and see that day that I got to spend with Dr. Rowell as kind of the day that got it all started for me and motivated me to kind of want to go towards dentistry. And um, I, I feel very lucky that I was able to experience that connection um, that early in my life, because I think there's a lot of people who don't figure it out until much later, and you, you just don't have the same amount of options because um, you, you need to have the course or credit course requirements done, things like that. So I was pretty lucky with that. And then as far as the second part of your question, um, OHSU, I mean, I think we all driving through Portland, it's like up on the hill, it's very scenic. Um, and, and my family had all gone there, all the dentists that I knew in my family had all gone there. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was the day, <laughs> this is funny, the day I found out uh, that I got into OHSU, I like I got the acceptance letter and this was like 24 hours after I had interviewed, like it was like super quick, which was really neat. Um, I think the interview that they do is kind of a formality, but I was sitting at home with my mom and I'm like, mom, I got in. And she's like, <laughs> she looks at me and she's like, let's go, let's go get a drink. Let's go somewhere. Let's go do some, let's celebrate. And it just so happened. I think I was like on this weird thing where I wasn't drinking. So I was like, mom, I, I, I was, I was, it might've been Lent or something. I don't know, but I wasn't drinking. I was like, how about we go get <laughs> literally I found out. And the way I celebrated was we drove to Dairy Queen with my mom and we got a blizzard and I was into dental school. It was awesome. So I always look back on that's a fun, fun day. Hey man, blizzards are blizzards are amazing, and that's uh, that's yeah. a cause for celebration. I mean, aside from it being in Portland and being scenic, it's a it's a uh, nationally uh, very prestigious uh, medical school um, and and dental school, of course. Um, was so I always hear like people that go to medical school, right? It's just like the most like brutal. Like you you kind of don't have a life for the years you're there. Where, where did dental kind of fall on that spectrum? Was it as kind of kick-ass as medical school is, or is it a, where did it fall? Yeah, they're kind of different. I mean, um, medical school, you can think about it. I mean, I could explain it, but basically it's four years of like learning and then they go and they do their residency, right? I mean, that's generally, obviously it's a little bit more complex than that, but it's four years of learning and they go do their residency. For dentistry, it's a little different. Um, it's basically two years of like very intensive schooling and then two years of clinical. So you're like, you have your own patient base and um, you're kind of working as a dentist the last two years of dental school. You're still taking classes, uh, just not to the same extent that you are the first two years. Um, and that's basically broken up because of the way our boards work. You take part one at year two, you take part two, uh, which involves like a clinical um, like test on a patient thing as a fourth year. So that's how dental school is broken up and you know, the, the grindy part of both of those schools, and I think the medical school kids would say the same thing because um, I lived with a few of them. And so, uh, you know, we all kind of went through similar things and it's, it's not so much like the depth of information that comes across your, you know, that comes across at every class, but it's the amount. So that's, that's the thing that's like crazy. To, I, there's this one term in dental school that I can remember. We had a five day final week and we had 14 finals. Like, I don't, I don't, oh my even God. How, I don't even know how that's possible, but it is. We got through it. And essentially, you know, you become a professional test taker, right? Because you have to just turn and burn information. And to have 14 finals, I mean, you kind of, you know, you have to start working on it a few weeks in advance, obviously. But just that amount of information in a week was, was insane. And I don't think I'll ever have to go through anything that crazy ever again. But 
it, it was something that really prepares you well when to handle stress, to handle tests. And, and, you know, as a dentist nowadays, I, I look back and I, OHSU just prepared us so well to, to handle our career. Um, and I couldn't be more thankful uh, for what they did, even though in the moment, obviously it was rather difficult, uh, but I, I had a great experience. It was awesome. And I, I'm state of Oregon quite literally is, is lucky to have a place like that where we all send our dentists and, and where we get dentists from. So you're doing what, what, you, what you love. You're doing well, graduated from a great school. Um, you're working in the profession you've kind of wanted to do since you were a sophomore. Um, then you get married in, in 2019. Any, uh, how'd you meet your wife? Any cool, cool story yeah. or what's that? So uh, I met her over in Bend um, and, and um, it was, I think it was. And what's your wife's name real quick, Corey? My wife, my wife's name is Alex. Shout out to Alex. Alex. Shout out to Alex, who's currently watching the baby so that I can be on the pod. So shout out to Alex. Um, so she was living and working in Bend. Um, and funny enough, my aunt, who is like, she's actually my godmother. Um, <laughs> we were visiting a bunch of my friends. We were going to a OHSU retreat over at Sun River. And she basically like set us up on, on kind of like a blind date thing. And we just hit it off. So, um, you know, my... My wife is is amazing. I could probably go on for a long time about her, and she would probably be hitting me in the arm if I kept <laughs> on going. But but she's uh, she's just an amazing gal, and I was just so lucky to um, meet someone that just makes me a better person every day. So I love her to death, and yeah, that's my wife. And as you said, she is watching the baby right now. And I told you, yes. I feel absolutely <laughs> awful. I literally didn't know that you had a baby until you sent me your kind of little outline um, for this podcast. So I'm sorry about that. Dude, dude, no worries. You know, we're pretty, we're just private. And um, I'm, I'm not really that big of a social media guy. So yeah, but we have a baby. Her name's Adeline. She was born uh, November 2020. Um, November 5th. Uh, and she is just, she's a hellfire, man. She's so awesome. She is so funny and so silly and kids just, kids just change the game. I mean, they make you just reorganize the way you think. Um, they reorganize every single day and you know, your priorities really change. So I, I just am so in love with my little daughter. What's she into right now? Is she like, uh, I know they kind of go through different phases. Like some kids will be into Frozen or Toy Story or what? what's her thing? Yeah. So we, uh, she's, she loves reading like the board books. We have a bajillion, like more board books than you can imagine. We have. She's already, reading, she's already reading at age one. Well, sh no, she's not reading. She's <laughs> just, she's just, she's just listening to the story, but she loves that when we read to her, I should say. Um, but we have all these like built-in bookshelves and they are just covered in board books. So her favorite thing is to just go grab a book and bring it to us and be like, read it, read it. And I mean, we'll read the same book like six times in a row. Uh, that's definitely like her. And then she's, she was pretty quick to start moving around. So now she's like running and just being crazy and, we're just chasing after her, so future kind of uh, future tailback, perhaps like maybe your, maybe like father <laughs> <laughs> maybe 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 we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> That's awesome though, with the the number of screens that are available in the world today. That she's just into books. I mean, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty awesome. 
yeah, it's, you know, the, it's, it's kind of freaky when you watch a kid watch a screen because you start to think, you know, I do the same thing. <laughs> right. As far as like getting the mind, con- not mind control, but just, you're just glued to it. Um, so we try and limit screen time as much as we can, but I think any parent knows that it's only a matter of time before they get into some kind of technology. So for sure. All right, Dick, we're going to do something. This is a new segment we've never done before. We're going to make a little history on. On, the, on the podcast today. Uh, this segment is called name association. So I'm going to oh, name boy. a person. I think they're all from South high and you're just going to give me the first thought or whatever that comes to mind. Does that sound okay? Oh, geez. Okay, let's go. I'm on. Let's go. I'm All in. right. Pressure's on. First one, you'll love this. Tyler Bolton. Oh, dude. First thing that comes to mind, T-Bolt. I can't oh, – I, I feel like I got to tell a story about T-Bolt or something. Do it. Like, that guy, Tyler Bolton, is like to – my, to my core, he is just my dude, man. That guy is such a good human. He is so funny and talented in so many ways. Um. And that guy has always been there for me, calling me, doing everything for me throughout my life. I just love that guy, man. He is, uh, we, we initially met like way back in like seventh grade when he played football. And uh, to this day, I mean, I just love the kid. But I think anybody that knows him, his personality is just large and in charge. And he is like the loudest human <laughs> ever. Uh, yeah, man, Tyler Bolden, dude. He's in Arizona now, but... And he was up here, we'd, we'd kick it every now and then, and he's just, he hasn't changed at all, man. He's awesome. All right, we'll do a few more. Josh K. JK. Dude, that guy, I just, his energy is amazing. You know, like, he's always had this, like, amazing energy that just, he, he, I don't know where he gets it, but he's always been that way. I mean, even, like, back when we were in, like, kindergarten in Candelaria, that kid just always just crushed stuff. You know, like, he was in, he's just, he's always kind of tinkering, you know, like thinking, like moving, moving, moving. Um, I, I can't do that. Uh, and I just love to watch and see what he's going to do in the world. It's going to be, it's going to be wild. All right. Cam Jacobson. Cam. Dude, honestly, the first thing that comes to think of, Cam is the hardest working, one of the hardest working people I know. Um, Agreed. Uh, and he is such a self-made person that just, I think he's an inspiration, dude. I mean, what he's doing now, like, I don't know if people really know. I can't, I don't really want to get too much into it. Cause obviously we just got to get him on the pod. Right. I know. But, I, I, I have, I have, uh, I have reached out to his representatives. So we'll see. Yeah, there we go. But Cam, man, that guy is just like, he's done it all on his own. And I know he has a loving and supportive family and they're wonderful people, but I just, he, he inspires me. I mean, as far as like what he's overcome. And um, I, I remember even like in high school when he went through the craziest weird sickness that I can remember where he basically couldn't even play his senior year. Um, and we all didn't really know what was going on and it was an odd deal. And I felt so bad for him because that was a pretty fun year of football and he had worked so hard to get to the point where he was at our senior year. Um, but, you know, that and beyond, I mean, going to Shemekita, then Oregon State, getting into PT school and then exceeding in PT school, I mean, Dude is just uh, just an awesome person. Yeah, I actually uh, I went and saw him. Uh, he lives out in in Boston, so I actually went and saw him back in December. And he's same thing. I moved across the country and is uh, on the grind there doing his. Um, it's not called a residency, but it's kind of like a residency. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like a. Po- I think it is a residency. Technically, that- it's like okay. it's, it's neuro neuro. It's related to like neurology, like 
spine and, and, and rehabilitation, things like that. I mean, he's, it's, it's crazy stuff. I don't understand it, but he does. So that's good. All right. So now let's do our more traditional, which we do on every episode, our rapid fire round. All right. So the first one, actually, I'm going to kind of answer this one for you because you included it in your bio and I just want to make sure we cover it. Hobby, you're super into making sauerkraut. How, uh, I mean, for one homemade sauerkraut hits, as the kids say, it hits different. Uh, yes. How, like, what got you into that though? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I work for, uh, I work in Albany, um, for a dentist named Carson Cooch, uh, who's just probably one of my biggest mentors. He's a great human, um, brought me along in dentistry and this guy's got, he, he likes to do things. And one of the things he grew up doing, um, with his grandparents was they made sauerkraut. Um, and we had been through some like interesting classes as far as nutrition and just whole body health. And there's all these segments on the benefits of fermented foods. Um, so gut, gut health, right? Gut health. Exactly. Yeah. Portal to the body, man. So, uh, he had made sauerkraut and then continues to tinker and make more and more, but he got me hooked on this, uh, cilantro jalapeno sauerkraut, which is like, Oh, that sounds incredible. It is amazing. Um, I eat it every single day and no joke, like on eggs for, with breakfast. It's, it's amazing. I mean, my first thing when I first started with sauerkraut, I'm like, cool, I'm going to be eating way too many hot dogs, you know, just cause that's all I knew what to put it on. Um, but I don't, I don't do that as much anymore, but with eggs, it's kind of like a salsa thing. It's, it's, it's quite good. So we actually have two crocs, little like fermentable croc things going like as we speak and we probably do it every few times, every, you know, few months or whatever. And so it's, it's a, it's a neat hobby, but I, it's, it's kind of a fun thing just to make food. I think that's entertaining. There you go. All right. Next one, your favorite, and this can be as exotic or as local as you want it to be favorite place that you've traveled to. Hmm. Favorite place I've traveled to. I'm not like super, uh, I haven't been a lot of places. Like I've literally only been out of the country. Um, one time, um, like, like one time and it was, it was to Iceland. Um, and that's, that was a pretty cool spot. Uh, pretty drastic and dramatic uh but but favorite places gosh man i I guess i'm gonna have to go with iceland there you go i've heard heard amazing things uh okay favorite salem restaurant favorite salem restaurant i think uh i'm gonna gonna do two because one's kind of a restaurant but not really shout out to the gov cup gov cup is my spot man oh hell yeah absolutely Love, love the gov cup um and then I feel like everybody has been saying Noble Wave and Noble Wave is delicious and it is one of my favorites, but I'm going to get a little diverse and I'm going to go with uh, Thai Orchid downtown. Thai Orchid, that is a, that's been there forever. That's it, like moved, a, it moved, it moved over on the other side of the street and they've got a new kind of storefront, but yeah, it's a staple. Love it. Okay. Favorite all-time athlete. Favorite all time. This is kind of wild. My my favorite all time athlete is actually Rafael Nadal. I love I love the spirit of what Rafael Nadal is. The dude is like, he's just gritty, man. Like I love how classy he is. You listen to an interview. He's a wonderful guy. I mean, I just love Rafael Nadal. 
Yeah, he is one of those guys, like, there. you just cannot find any dirt on him. Like, normally people that are that famous, like, something comes out about them, and there is there is nothing, and, and not to mention him being, you know, one of the goats as well. Dude, he's amazing. I just love him. So, he's my, he's, he's my spirit animal in sports, for sure. All right. Best thing you've read, watched, or listened to recently? So I've got, I'm, I'm one of those weird people where I have like a few books going at a time. It takes me a while to read them, but I, I have a few books going and I've got a few, like some of them are pretty awesome. Uh, I just read, everybody, everybody knows it because of the movie, but uh, Ready Player One. It's a, it's a book that's basically about like, it's kind of, a, somebody turned me onto it because it's, it's sort of like the futuristic version of what the metaverse or like omniverse or whatever this theoretical oh, universe yeah. wasn't, that, wasn't that written in like the early 90s it's, it's my... written in i think it's i think it's actually written in 2011 um, oh never mind but it's a, it's a fantastic book it's just a great story if you're looking for like a good story but also to like probably kind of understand where this whole thing could go uh it, it's it kind of is like eye-opening because it's not too far from being like not the same as the book the book's fantastic um but the movie's okay it's a spielberg movie actually but i feel like the stuff and then let's see uh what's on my nightstand oh the miracle morning have you ever heard i have i have not read that one yet but i've heard, uh, who, who's it by i yeah i know his I've name is it. his name's i think it's like uh hal elrod is the guy yes name. that's right yeah and uh I'm a morning guy, so like I was, I drank the Kool Aid. Um, I it basically is one of those. What the book, the focus of the book is to get the most out of your day before eight a.m. And there's some things within it that kind of say like why it's the case. But being a guy who woke up and lifted in the morning in high school, it was easy to get me to buy into this this concept. But it's a really great book. Um, it's a quick read too. Um, and then as far as like what I've watched, I just upon the advisement of one of our gals that works down at the office, she's like, you have to watch Ted Lasso. And I, I was kind of pro Ted TV, but Ted Lasso is fantastic. It's great. I watched it in like a week. It's a great show. Yeah. That's, that's probably the most recommended show to me that I have yet to watch. So I want to check Dude, that you out. Gotta, you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. And you can find like, I'm not even kidding, not to not to pump on Apple or anything, but you can find like a, a three month trial pretty easily. And you can just, just stream through that thing pretty quick. It's awesome. All right, Dick. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you, of course, for, for making time to do this. I was stoked to finally get you on here. Um, as always, with all of our guests um, at the end here, I give, just give you a chance if there's any um, kind of final shout outs or, or any really anything you want to say um, before we let you go. Yeah, man. Um, we already covered one of them, but just shout out to my wife, Alex. Let me come on tonight. Appreciate her. Um, you know, just to, just a shout out to all my teachers, teammates, coaches, and friends along the way who, who you know, influenced me in Salem. And then Matt, honestly, man, this podcast is like a pretty special deal. I've, I've certainly enjoyed tuning in weekly and hearing about what people are up to, um, all the stories they tell, whether they're past stories or present stories, whatever, uh, just it gives us a reminder of like what community is and what our community is. I think we've all been so isolated that it's been fun to hear from people again. Um, thank you for allowing me to reconnect 
to feel a part of something. I just really, really appreciate all your effort. And uh, thanks for making this happen, man. Well, I, I appreciate the the heck out of you saying that, man. So um, again, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on and uh, go get back uh, to Alex and Adeline and go, go read her a book or something. Make it happen, dude. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a good one, buddy. Thank you once again for listening to the Sauce Town Stories podcast. If you could, go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you listen to your podcast. Better yet, leave us a review, write us a review, give us five stars. Or if you didn't like it, give us one star. We respect the honesty. Till next time, Sauce Town. Mm-hmm.